0: Welcome to another episode of Movie Combat. Movie Combat. It's another episode. Welcome back. We're back in the, for another week. Yes. Uh, to talk about the movie of the week is
1: Alien. Yes, Alien. Yeah. No covenants. No plurals. Just Alien. Yeah.
0: For some reason I'm having trouble with my sound here. All right, but anyway, I can hear again. So we are talking about Alien. This is, uh, my name is Ryan A. Moore, but joining me is... Hey, it's Josh. And, um, yeah, what we are doing for the first season of Movie Combat is we are watching the Predator and Alien movies, all in chronological order f- through its timeline. Now, weirdly enough, I'm going to go into this in more depth uh, when we get into the review, but I think that may have affected how I watched this movie. More to come on that. So anyway,
1: yeah, yeah, I can, I can see maybe some, like some points that you might be able to make, like at some point, yeah, because yeah, um, I was kind of thinking the same thing when I was initially watching it. I was like, oh yeah, this movie's, like the way I view. Th- certain things and the way it looks at certain points
0: (laughs) yeah it's 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 very interesting so anyway we're gonna get into that the way we do this is we go through a thing called the walkthrough. we walk through the whole movie we talk about some of the points that we liked some of the things that we didn't like and then we move on to some fun facts and trivia and things like that over on our imdb corner but let us get into it for alien do you know when this movie came out uh
1: 79 i think okay
0: I'm not looking it up right now. I'm trying to get to the my notes oh, here. Yeah,
1: there's. Yeah, I, I think it's 79 because it came after uh, after Star Wars. Okay.
0: So anyway, we have something very special. We get an old Fox logo because now. Oh yeah, that's The reason right, why yeah. I wanted to bring this up now is now Disney owns Fox and they own Alien. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: that's gonna be interesting. Let's see if. Uh, if we can get some more Alien movies uh, coming.
1: I'm, I'm really hoping they're going to do something like what they did with Miramax, where essentially they'll just kind of leave Fox as itself, mm-hmm. and then they'll still release it. Well, I think Fox that, is
0: getting – like, they just bought a whole bunch of their properties. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to pull that out of my butt, but I think that's what happened. So, like, m- like 90% of – like, 99% of the company is now Disney, yeah. while the other stuff is still going to be Fox. Or something right, like that. Right, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think it's just their entertainment division or something, which is most of Fox. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: uh, we get in the fade-in font, which was way slower than A- Alien Covenant, and it had more letters, so <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. funny to see that. Uh, which is, so it just fades in with the alien stuff. Um, we get introduced to the spaceship. Um. Do you know what this spaceship's name is? Yeah, that's the Nostromo.
1: Yep. So yeah, it's a tow vehicle, Nostromo. Crew seven, cargo twenty million tons of m- mineral ore. Can you not hear me? It was
0: going off a little bit there. Oh
1: well, uh, now I can't. Hold on, I can't see. My oh nose. okay, <laughs> I see what was going on there. Um, twenty twenty million tons of mineral ore, and it's on its way back to Earth.
0: Yes. So this t- I wrote that down too because here's the thing. First time we're getting a ship flying. To Earth, not away from Earth, because all of beautiful. our ships have been flying away in the Alien series, mm-hmm. and now we're getting one that's going back. Um, yeah, we get the uh, Star Wars ship pan of like the same thing that the Star Destroyer yeah. got. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, that's odd that we're seeing this in this movie." Um, and then we see we get we get a whole bunch of pan shots. Ridley Scott absolutely loved the pan yeah. shot in this movie. Uh, you're getting pan shot in down the hallways, pan shots in like the cafeteria area where you see a box and it kind of shakes, and you're like, "What's in the box? We'll find out later. And then it starts getting pan shots and pan shots and a whole bunch of different that. um And then all of a sudden the uh, computers start turning on, yeah, and uh, I noticed that everything runs on
1: DOS. <laughs> yeah, it it is really strange because obviously since this movie, Technically speaking, is the very first of all of these movies, um, like by our standards of time, not like the movie timeline. Um, like you can tell how dated the technology is, and it's yeah, it's a little distracting. But I do kind of like the feel of it because it's all like,
2: <laughs> yeah, it makes this like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah,
1: and like loads sounds in like stuff. Uh, what's what's those printers called the the dos matrix printers or dot sure. matrix i don't i don't know yeah the ones does. with the paper that you tear off the sides i think it's a dot matrix oh though. yeah okay that's saying.
0: um yep so everyone wakes up in these like flower sleep pods no. everything like folds up and then uh the captain wakes up and just mm-hmm. like starts wandering about and everyone's uh it's, i said uh breakfast time coffee and cereal and
1: smoking cuz there was a lot of smoking that yeah. was happening
0: in this movie too.
1: Um I will I marked that it was uh a little over 5 minutes until the first dialogue which was them just kind of bantering at the oh, right, at the right, table. Right. Yeah, cuz it was all just panning shots, really quiet uh technology, all that kind of stuff, lights, but you don't hear a single word until they're actually awake and even when they wake up it takes uh Kane, which is one of the characters Um, he's the first, (laughs) 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 um, he's the first one to wake up, uh, out of the group. Um, but, uh, yeah, once they all wake up, they're all like hanging out, eating breakfast and stuff. And then, um,
0: yeah, the, the captain eventually says, I'm going to go talk to mother, which this, we do know who mother is. So we actually get a character that is from the past movie. Yep. Uh, but mother doesn't talk.
1: (laughs) Did we mention what time? So compared to covenant, so covenant took place in, what does it say? 2102.
0: Yeah. It actually didn't say in the movie, I don't think, but it says, yes, we have written down. It takes
1: place during 2102. So, which is, uh, 20 years. So yeah. So this is 2122. Yeah.
0: Alien, Alien covenant took place in 2106. And Alien takes place in 21, 22. Wait, so isn't this, is 20 this years. isn't this the score? That is a
1: that's the score. The six is a score. Yeah, we okay. gave it a six. So 2102. Yes. 2122. Yes.
0: Usually, when you add 20 to 20, to yeah, to I thought you said something about a
1: six. No, you kept pointing at the 6, and then I explained it to you. No, I wasn't pointing at the 6. I was pointing at the 2102. The 6 just happened to be there. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I didn't say anything
0: about it until you were like, then what is this? And then I said, it's a (laughs) 6. No, I wasn't even talking about that. Okay. I I
2: didn't mention it until
1: you said it. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even talking about the 6. Yeah, okay. Okay. (laughs) Anyway,
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, so we get – we, so this movie takes place 20 years after Alien Covenant, um, which is interesting because then we start to figure out some other stuff that sort of talks about the f- Alien Covenant, but they don't imply a lot of that they know stuff.
1: Yeah, like I will say just to kind of break the fourth wall of the movie um, that if there is ever a sequel to Alien Covenant, it is... Rumor has it supposed to take place in between this and a or this movie and, and Covenant, and uh, it's supposed to explain um, some of the events that happen in this film, uh, or like lead up to the events that happen in this movie. So I just wanted to put that out there, but we haven't gotten any confirmation about a, a new sequel or anything like that as far as a Covenant sequel so far,
0: yeah, because it there's a lot that is kind of innuendo to what happened in Covenant which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, I did say the Foley work in this movie is amazing. I love the like click 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 sounds of people walking and then all of a, and then my favorite my favorite sound effect cuz I wrote this down was when the captain walked in to talk with mother mm-hmm. and he like pulls out a thing and then he like this little drive and then he shoves it into like a hole and it clicks in it goes and then it like he closes it and pushes
1: a button that makes yeah, a click sound. There's and then lots he walks of in. Good classic sound effects. Yeah, in this there's, movie. A, there's a lot of good Foley um, work in this movie. Before we get too far, I just want to introduce the crew because I just want to say that. Uh, in this crew is my favorite female, and I don't care what anybody says, superhero. Uh, because to me, she's a superhero. And that would be uh, Ellen Ripley because she's the most badass. Like, yeah, but
0: Ripley doesn't even talk until it, like I, way
1: later in the movie. This is her origin story, man. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. But, but I just want to say that, yeah, she's she's like the coolest, the coolest uh, chick ever. And then you've got Dallas, who's the captain. Uh, right. Parker and uh Brett, who are basically the repair crew, like they're the engineers or whatever. And Parker, he's this like big, burly black dude who's always talking about getting paid. And I love his character. He's always like, "Now let's talk about our bonuses." You yeah, know? he's like, "Does
2: everyone get a
0: share?" <laughs> just like <laughs> I do. <He's laughs> always talking about money. Y'all get shares.
1: <laughs> we did a lot of the grunt work too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's Kane, who's who's the EXO. He's like the second in charge after Dallas, because Ripley's third in command. Um, Ash, who's the uh, science officer, and then Lambert is the pilot. Yes, and uh, only a
0: crew of seven.
1: Yeah, it's a really small crew. Oh, and Jonesy the cat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what wow, well, well, no, he popped. He's there at the at the, in breakfast. the very beginning. Yeah, he's at the breakfast table oh, okay. with them. They okay. let him out like after they wake up.
0: Uh, so yeah, when they're in, when the captain's in this like dome room full of like lights, he starts talking with Mother through DOS commands. Yeah, which was interesting. Uh, and then I made a. What was it? N- Nostromo is yeah, the ship. Yeah.
1: I said it looked like a castle. It does kind of. Yeah, it looks it like like Howl's like Moving Castle. Four towers and it's got these big domes underneath of it. Yeah, I was like, there's only seven people on this ship. Yeah, it's a huge ship. I'm I'm curious if how the ship works is if each of those towers holds like certain like five million tons of mineral ore, right? And then yeah, because they're carrying
0: like, twenty million. Yeah. Yeah, twenty and, million tons of mineral oil, mineral ore. Returning to Earth.
1: Yeah, and so I'm curious if each one holds like maybe about five, and then they just have like a few small passages through each one so they can monitor stuff. Maybe. But the main portion of the ship is. But like I was like, this right ship is bigger the, than the, the, the
0: Covenant. It was.
1: That's what was weird about it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just a huge like. Well, it well, and it's weird too because I'm I'm curious if, like, because it said it was a towing vessel, so it's like part of their ship isn't even that big part. Like the little ship that they fly down I think into like well you'll see that later or we'll talk about that later but like part of the ship detaches I think that's their main ship got it and then there's like a shuttle also which does have a name but they don't say it in the in the movie I just happen to be looking up some of the facts or whatever but
0: so when they're uh when they're flying they they try to find out why they were waking up that's why the captain went to go talk with mother yeah. and uh, the captain comes back and he's like uh, they're trying to fly and figure out and try to connect with- um com- uh, with Earth, and so Weaver calls antarctic Antarctica traffic control, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I just that. thought it was funny that she is calling Antarctica because I guess yeah, if there was ever a place to have like traffic control, w- why not put it on the bottom of the planet that's neutrally owned? Yeah, that no one owns it no continent is ever no country is ever to claim it. So why not put it in Antarctica? I just thought it was kind of cool. How do you say Antarctica?
1: Oh, yeah, this whole thing. <laughs> uh, I never really thought about it.
2: You
0: say Antarctica and we're moving on. But I was, uh, like, well, because now when I
1: think about it, I, I don't know if I'm going to say Antarctica.
0: See, I was gonna ask
1: you, but I, I was like, Antarctica.
0: "This is a stupid conversation." Anyway, yeah. Gus is wrong. We're moving on. All right, so uh, I do see his point, though. They say that it's only they're only halfway through the travel, and they seem very not happy about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, because this. This transmission's—it's a twelve-second ping that just keeps repeating over and over again. Yeah, they—they they, they notice they that they
0: have an unknown transmission, which is why Mother woke them up.
1: Yeah, and they don't even. Yeah, and they don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> but then my one of my favorite arguments in the movie. So, so Parker's like, I say we just keep going. We just take the stuff back to Earth. We don't know what it is. And then Ash, being the fucking guy that he is, he's all like oh, well, we're obligated to check it out, you know, because it's in our contract. And then uh, he's like, fuck that, it's on my contract. So then he tells Parker about how if he doesn't do it, then he'll forfeit his shares. And he's like, Well, I guess we're going down to the planet then. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. He's all like, Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> just it made me laugh because like I just love his character because all he's concerned about is how many shares he gets. And we don't even know what their credit like money is. Like yeah, they never they, say Yeah. But what, I'm assuming 20, you
0: know? thousand, 20 million tons of of ore that's not on the planet yeah. probably is worth a lot of money. Uh, anyway, the, uh, so the small ship leaves, there's only a crew of three that's leaving to go check out
1: the, is it only three? Yeah. It's Lambert, Dallas and Kane.
0: Yeah. And so they leave to go and
1: check out the ping that's on this planet, right? They're on a planet. Uh, yeah. So it's a planetoid. Um, I guess. Yeah. Is what they specifically say. I don't know what the difference between that and a planet would be. I guess that would be a dwarf planet maybe at this point. Maybe I, I guess it's round and it's got somewhat of an atmosphere or something. It's not breathable. But um, but, yeah, they they basically are flying down to this like sort of proto planet because uh, uh, Ash says when he's reading the things, he's like, oh, it's a bit primordial. And so it's, I guess, like kind of in the throes of making an actual world.
0: Yeah. So as I was uh, as we got to this point, I wrote a little note saying this is a slow moving beginning in this movie. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Uh, there are times in this movie that it is so freaking slow, and especially this is why I think watching it in this timeline has hurt it. Because I think if we would have started with Alien, we'd never have seen We had never seen the Xenomorph ever. Mm-hmm. I think this is what we would we we would have liked. I I would have liked this movie a lot more. And I don't want to say that's fiction, Yeah, I don't want to say like. You don't jump ahead of me because I haven't given you my score yet. Uh, but the thing is, is like, it, it's kind of like I was, I was explaining this to somebody that was that was asking me that, about like, oh, you know, well, how did you like it? Uh, how did you like Alien? And the thing is, is like with Alien, I feel that these movies and again, I haven't seen two and three, so I don't know. Oh, I but no I think that the these one. movies don't you can't watch them before Prometheus and Covenant. And it's kind of like Star Wars, where it's like you ruin the whole saga for someone that has never seen these movies before if you watch episodes 1, 2, and 3 before 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Because if you watch 1, 2, and 3, and then when Vader goes, no, Luke, I am your father, and he's like, no, that's impossible. You're sitting there on the couch going, yeah, I already fucking know. Because, like, I've already seen you yeah. – I've seen you go from a pod racing dweeb all the way to the most vicious person in the whole galaxy. And now they added, like, the whole, like, Rogue One stuff. So now he's even more, of like, known. So it's it, – with that, you just, like, ruin it. I think that these movies cause that effect in a different way, but – have that kind of movement of how fast ridley scott came back and he's like oh prometheus is going to tell a story it's a little bit slow moving but it's more modern to how like we're able to watch 21st century movies and then when especially uh sorry i was talking about prometheus was the slower one and then Covenant comes out, and it's, like, all action. You see an alien jumping on fucking yeah, shit, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. And then he's, like, killing people. People are vomiting up, like, aliens and xenomorphs, and you're like, oh, my God, I yeah. don't know what's happening. Like, to me, that is so different from this movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this for movie sure. is
1: not that at all. This, <laughs> this movie's a very slow-moving suspense.
0: Yeah, it's definitely more of that if you had never seen them, like, if we had never seen Alien vs. Predator and we had never seen Prometheus and we never saw Covenant, I think we would have looked at uh, – for me. I keep saying we. I don't know why. But I think I would have looked at this a lot differently because we're getting introduced to a character. And that's what what's happening in this movie. That was what the whole intention of this movie right, was. Right. The whole advertisements for this was literally black billboards that said – like, uh, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Like, those taglines were just on black billboards, and it had the date of when the movie was coming out. Like, no one knew what the movie was about, and then that's why, like, this movie has such a slow crawl because everyone's anticipating, like, what is this movie? Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen? there in space? Okay, I see what's going on. Like, that's how this whole thing moves.
1: This this movie is in a completely different genre. It, it's, like, it's still sci-fi, but out of all of them, this one's a sci-fi horror as yeah, opposed yeah. to all the rest being like sci-fi action.
0: To me this like you know I made reference to the thing in AV- AVP because the setting of it was just very ironic of how the whaling station looked like that. But the uh, but this movie definitely reminds me of the thing like where it's just slow crawl to introduce a person. It's like mm-hmm. it's not like how Predator is. Like Predator is in the shit like pretty fast like you know you're you're knowing what's going on you know that there's something watching like you know that's happening Mm -hmm. in this movie it doesn't have that it is like not happening until way later in the movie because they want you to get that oh okay i'm relaxed and then when shit goes sideways then you're totally into it yeah but uh anyway i just i just had that note so that's a little bit a preview to the to the review here um I said they land really slow, just to crash anyway. Yeah, no
1: kidding. <laughs> so yeah. I think
0: I think a, I think the whole crew goes with them, right? Don't the the whole crew goes on this little
1: ship? Yeah, the whole the whole yeah, crew is yeah. in the ship. Yeah. Um, but three of
0: them leave the little ship yes. to go. They're look essentially for stuff. the
1: landing party, explorer group, and yeah. that that's Dallas, Lambert, and Kane. Um, because Kane Kane essentially volunteers first. Because he's like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, and Kane's played by John Hurt, great actor. There's a, there's a bunch of uh, actors in this movie that are, like, famous from other movies. So uh, Sigourney Weaver was a new a new face on the scene, though. And then um, Tom Skerritt, who plays Dallas, he was pretty famous. He'd been in a few movies. The dude, I can't remember the dude who played Brett. I forget his name, but he's pretty famous. Um, he's in a couple movies. Um, and a couple of the, the other people. They're all famous actors from back in the day. Uh, anyway, uh, Kane... Uh, volunteers to go and then Dallas is like oh well, I wouldn't have expected anything less so I'm going with you and then Lambert you're coming too and Lambert's like oh great yippee you know because Lambert um, is uh, she's She's basically the coward of the group. Like she wants to get out of there. She's afraid, you know, that something bad's gonna happen. She just wants to go home, you know. And I mean, it's perfectly understandable. I wouldn't want to land on an alien planet, yeah, you yeah. know. And and even Parker, at some point, he's like, "Dude, let's just get out of here. Like we've we've touched down. We've taken a look. Let's go." You know. Uh. So when they when they leave the ship, um,
0: it is windy as shit. Yeah. Like it is just like. Like it's just blowing, and they're like trying to elite get out. And they're like, you can see in their, their spacesuits, it's just like this yeah. gust of wind. Like, yeah,
1: it was pretty funny using 1979's GoPro technology. Which oh, is but don't video. hold on, I got something <laughs> to
0: say about that. But before that, we see Ash get in this moving chair yeah. that's like the most ridiculous thing because he's literally just like, you see, that he just gets slid across these metal bars that I can only assume were just reusable stuff from the cameras that they're like, hey, we're already using this. We Probably, might as well add it yeah. into the movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I wrote three people go to look outside. Um, yeah. And it's... so Ripley goes down to start talking with the mechanics about, yeah. like, what's going on, like, how how fast can they... And as she's talking, they're, like, turning the nozzle yeah. of steam so they couldn't hear what she had to say. And then she just walks off. And then he goes, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> he's done. Oh, man, that was good for me
1: yeah yeah i really I, yeah I thought that was a good scene
0: um I wrote
1: engine oh yes
0: so we uh as the three crew are walking around they this is at the the twenty four minute mark they look out up on this hill and there's a spaceship sitting on this hill what is this spaceship we're seeing here
1: well, it looks like a familiar uh, vessel. Yeah, um, it's shaped kind of odd. It's got a big old hammer-looking thing on one side and kind of a weird pointy thing on the other. Because it's an engineer vessel. Yeah, this it is looks th- exactly like the spaceship from Covenant and from Prometheus. Yeah, which
0: is it, which is kind of cool because I was like, man, Ridley Scott actually like used stuff in mm-hmm. this movie. Because this is something that makes it seem like it's a good thing of how if you watch them in order, because. Um, the, this is one of those things where it's like, man, it actually does almost feel like a sequel. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah, this is happening in this time frame and only 20 years later and you're seeing all this stuff. So I thought it was kind of
1: cool. Yeah, and there's some lines in this movie later on that um I'll I'll talk about uh, when we get to that part. But it kind of reminded me of some stuff um, that we've seen already in previous movies. So, yes, you were mentioning a POV.
0: I said POV with no GoPro makes me... Uh, wish there was no pov (laughs) yeah i was like i'd rather have the gopros that have no pov than having these vhs tapes you you could totally
1: (laughs) make a rhyme out of that no pov with no gopro is a no go bro (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there you go There you go <laughs> But yeah It was funny How there was like Tracking and stuff oh And like God, Every time they were Trying so to talk, It was just bad. like Well it, Not know? only that Like the camera Just
0: made me want To throw up yeah. I was just kept Moving around and, All and, over the place I'm like Oh
1: And boy. in the future Spaceships are, are uh, Embedded with CCTV monitors Is that what they're Called CCTV The old The old boxy Close ca- Wait not Closed captioning <laughs> um, Closed
0: circuit Yeah Yeah, yeah It's yeah. those
1: Yeah The old ones That are like Bubbly And like they look like they're from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. it, it's great because everything's in black and white and everything. I will say it does add a little bit of charm to this movie. Just seeing, because this is how I viewed it. I understand that the movie was made in the seventies. And at that point in time, that was probably stated the art cutting edge looking, you know, it's like, Oh cool. That totally could be what a spaceship looks like. But, but I like to think that that spaceship was made using older technology, quote unquote, like from, I don't know, say like the early millennium of 2000, you know, early 21st century. And that's kind of like what spaceships, I mean, they do still look kind of rustic comparatively to technology nowadays because they're still running with like 60s tech. And, And so I would like to imagine that in the latter half of the 21st century, they developed a little bit more modern stuff. But then they still like outfitted this machine with like retro technology because it's just a company vehicle. It's kind of like bare bones minimum, you know. Yeah, because like like,
0: when you think about it, like when you're working in an industrial
1: type of thing you're still running on
0: yeah you, know, you look at like programming
1: yeah like look up, look at a computer at a at a desk job as opposed to like your home computer yeah, you yeah. know it's like light years difference yeah yeah so Cause th- it only th-
0: needs to do like four or five things
1: exactly so that's that's kind of how i suspend my disbelief on that like i like to look at it as like oh yeah this is just an old company ship that they're using to basically haul mineral ore, and it's just kind of run down and old, you know. <laughs> so
0: the three uh, crew members enter the uh, the engineer's ship. Yes. And they see a familiar person yeah. sitting in a giant thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, an engineer pilot is in his little gunner seat, uh, which is just the navigation seat, but it just looks like a, gi- a giant yeah. gun.
1: You want to hear something kind of funny about this? So before Prometheus and before the idea of engineers – uh, this character did have a name unofficially, and they called him the Space Jockey. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That was before, I guess, any of that backstory came to play. But I just always liked the idea of the, the name being the Space Jockey. I thought it was cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, was it look like? Looks like he, oh, yeah. So they mentioned that mm-hmm. he looks like he exploited from the inside yeah. of the
1: engineer. Been dead for a while. He's fossilized. Ribs bent outward.
0: Um, and then i i wrote this down in the very beginning of the movie uh, again i have never seen this but i was it says uh, ash I, I said ash really sounds odd after ripley tries to tell him that mother found that the signal is a warning oh, and right, not right. a signal of help yeah and ash gave this like weird tone and you're kind of like why do you sound like the?
1: And then he just kind of goes about, and you're like, okay, all right. All right. Yeah, because it's just a quick scene. Like Kane finds a hole while they're in the ship, and then it cuts to Ash and Ripley. Ripley's deciphering the signal while they're just sitting there doing nothing, and and essentially she's like, oh yeah, it's it's like kind of partly decoded. Says something about a warning, and then he had said, um, uh, he was like, how are you? Are you sure it's a warning? And then she's like, well, I'm gonna go out after him, and he's like, well, it's no use like why would you go out with them by the time you get there they'll probably be on their way back and they'll or they'll probably know if it's a warning or not and they'll be on their way back by then and she's like huh like that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah
0: yeah ripley knows what's up anyway we uh so 32 minutes in uh the crew walks into a room and they see these giant eggs yeah. sitting around um they're not as big as they were in Alien Covenant, though. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're big. Li- yeah, they're, they're big suckers. Small. Yeah.
1: I forget what they were called. Ovopods, I think, is what they were called. Uh, like, the name or whatever. I can't remember exactly. But the facehugger eggs, basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's speaking Cain, Cain of facehugger spe- yeah, eggs. Yeah, <laughs> Kane
1: specifically goes down into this thing. Take a look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um I mean it's pretty it's pretty obvious what's going to happen here I think. Yeah, well <laughs> now that we've seen right. the other movies. Yeah. Uh
0: but yeah, there's a layer of mist cov- covering the e- uh the eggs. Mm-hmm. And uh and then the guy he goes there seems to be mist covering the eggs and then he slips and yeah. I'm like oh my
1: god like why why is that? Did you notice that when he was looking at the eggs there was black goo on them?
0: Uh yeah, I noticed there was some movement on the eggs, and then when he shined the light through, mm-hmm. he had a... Uh, there's also movement in
1: there, too. But yes, I so, didn't notice that. So, and yeah, and it's like, I never noticed the black goo before, but after watching this and being like, dude, was like... He, did he have the idea of the black goo in his head this entire time, you know? like Well, I don't that-
0: know if he had it this entire time, but I think when he watched them back again, he's like, well, I gotta take some elements here. Yeah, that's so possible, yeah. like, make yeah. Covenant and Prometheus somewhat relevant on why they're alien movies, yeah.
1: Um, it opens, yeah. and it jumps, <laughs> yeah, and just takes over his sucking face, yeah, and it makes a loud screech. Like it's it's a pretty good jump scare, you know. I mean, I obviously I've seen it before, so I knew it was coming, but but it's one of those ones where like if it's your first time watching, you know, it'll get you. I think. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, um, uh, well, and this is also in the context of like you were saying, if you hadn't yeah. seen the previous movies, you know
0: uh the three return but two are walking I, I made note of that yeah uh the captain yells at ripley to tell them that uh to like open the door yeah uh but then ripley says um no cuz that's against quarantine yeah and she's being smart yeah uh they said would say to not let them in oh yeah quarantine would say not to let them in and then ash is like we got to let them in and then she's like uh no we are told to not do this yeah you can leave his ass outside and then you two can come in and then it's pretty much the same situation that happened in alien covenant or no no sorry in prometheus except they let him in (laughs) right yeah (laughs) because ash is an asshole and so it just lets him in and uh, he
1: disobeys ripley who at this point in time is in charge while being on the ship because she was third in command dallas and kane were off the ship so she's she's
0: yeah, so they take him into the medic bay, and the facehugger is holding on tight. Yeah. um, And then uh, Parker, I think that's his name, he says, yeah. like, how come you don't freeze him? I'm like, yeah, why Why don't you freeze him? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, Parker why makes a lot waiting? of sense yeah, a lot of the time. Why is that not happening right now? Because if even if you were so psycho crazy like somebody is in this movie – why wouldn't you do that so you can preserve the the embryo? I don't know, just weird. Yeah. Uh scan shows that the hugger is feeding on him on his oxygen. Is what Ash says. I don't know if that's oh, a damn lie. but No,
1: it was giving him oxygen. Feeding Oh, feeding him oxygen. Yeah, I did write yeah,
0: that yeah. weird. Okay, I wrote that right. Cuz I was right, I was looking at it and I'm like, what does that even mean? I I write quick notes sometimes and I cuz I'm like uh, and, like typing. So I don't know if I actually said. So what I actually wrote was "scan shows that the hugger is feeding him oxygen." Yeah, because I didn't Par- know if it was feeding on. And then as I read it, I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, because Parker, he's like, how's he even breathing? You yeah, know, because yeah. it's like s- attached to his face. And then they do an X-ray real quick, and they see that it's like giving him oxygen. And and I'm not sure if they see the thing go. They said something about his throat. Like they saw the thing go down his throat, but they didn't know what it was doing in particular. And I. And and then they said about the oxygen stuff. So I think they just kind of inferred that that's what that was doing.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Ash is just sending off a lot of mixed signals here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts going, uh, hold on, let's not be too quick at, about removing it. Yeah. And because the he's captain's like, uh, no, we're going to remove it. And then Ash is like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second and then he's like i'll take the i'll take the repercussions just take just get it off
1: yeah cuz ash says it might kill him if they try to take it off
0: yeah so ash cuts uh, the acid and the cut the blood goes through two floors and they mention that it's molecular acid yeah. is the is the blood and i was like oh okay so now we actually got like a name to it yeah
1: there's a lot of like scientific terms like because because they, like, do some studying, you know? And it's kind of nice. Well, these people are smarter. Yeah.
0: These are actual scientists that are scientists, not scientists that are sent to a planet to start a whole new Earth. Right, like, yeah. Like, they're not... Col- not they're, colonists. Yeah, they're not in the knowledge base of that. They're just, like, uh, like they're smart people. They're just... That's not their expertise. Mm-hmm. So these are engineers that should know if shit goes sideways, they need to know what acid is. Yeah. So they... uh They left him in the medic bay with the hugger. I said, long time for turning, because this is a long-ass time. Because in AVP, that shit happened in, like, I don't know, like five, ten minutes? minutes? Yeah. Yeah,
1: This happens, like what seems to be like hours well yeah because because they said specifically the dude it would take 25 hours well the one guy said 17 but then the, the other parker was like oh well 25 and so they said it would take about a day to repair the ship completely enough to where they can take off and and he has um the face hugger on the entire time they're on the planet so it's been at least one day um before they take off and and he still even has the face hugger on like right before that
2: Mm.
0: uh ripley is not happy with ash no uh because she thinks that he may have jeopardized the mission yeah Uh, and then actually i'm sorry he says that to her too he says maybe i've jeopardized the mission ash and uh because she was getting on him about like hey why didn't you fucking have my back? Like, you're yeah. supposed to be listening to me, not to them. They're not in charge. You need to listen to me. And, uh, and then they're in charge now again. So
1: Yeah, she walked in on him doing some late-night studying. He was, like, studying the face hugger. its molecular contents. Because he does mention something about it being silicone. Um, and it's, like, constantly rejuvenating the outside. So that's why it's able to survive in harsh environments. Um, and then, and then uh, I just want to point out that as she walked away and left he drank some milk out of a glass. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Uh <laughs> the hugger is now unattached to
1: Kane and they all run back. Oh. Okay, so this this is one thing that I <laughs> t- well, twice. <laughs> they do this twice. Um it, and they mention this on like CinemaSins all the time, you know, like it's one of those things where uh Dallas, yeah, yeah, what's up, Ash? You need to come and take a look at this. And then he's like, "What is it?" And he's like, "It's just better if you come and take a look." Yeah, yeah. You, he does.
0: He does say that. Yeah, he
1: does that the first time when um, something something with the face hugger. I can't remember exactly what. And and oh no, is when the face hugger detaches. And then there's another time later when he does the same thing when we get to it later. And essentially, it's the same thing where he's like, "It's just better if you come and take a look." And it's like, "Why?" Just tell him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this, like this happens in TV shows all the time too, where it's like, if you would just. Communicate, yeah things would not go bad
0: <laughs> well then, well, then, how do the main characters disappear uh right. Dallas is uh I wrote Dallas as the captain because I was just writing now stuff mm-hmm. uh Dallas uh tips over a cabinet and scares the crap out of you he didn't scare yeah. the crap out of me, but I know that's definitely a jump scare because yeah, he's yeah. like trying they're all trying to look for the face hugger because it's not it, they it's not on his lap yeah, so they're like looking around and looking of course around. it's kind of dark and
1: spooky yeah you know, and they don't so turn on any
0: and so Kane, or I'm sorry uh. Uh, Dallas which i also noticed captain's name's Dallas pilot of the ship in uh covenant tennessee oh huh so there you go there's another there's some yeah area. there you go uh so anyway the uh they all start looking and Dallas walks out of frame left which is weird cuz i'm like who the hell walks out of frame on the left side like that so i'm like something's going to happen and then all of a sudden clang and you're okay well (laughs) there and it freaks out ripley and she's all mad about it so she starts looking up and then all of a sudden something falls on her
1: yeah yeah and i I love the way it happens too because it's like first you see a tail dangle a little bit and then all of a sudden you see this like puppet looking thing just kind of drop onto her and she's and you can tell she's holding it and going ah you know then she kind of flings it away but it's just it's such a great scene that like even even though um you can tell it's like clearly a fake prop it it just it's great you know it's just a really fun scene uh
0: so yeah the face hugger falls down on ripley yeah uh and then they start
1: dissecting the hugger yeah yeah because they do confirm that it's dead ash takes a thing and he pokes it and then it freaks out and then dallas is like it's still alive and he's like no it's a reflex action
0: (laughs) it's like like, like, why how would you know
1: yeah he's just like no and then so they start studying it um, and then, um, uh, Ash is like, we need to take this back. Like we need to look at her or whatever. And Ripley is like, fuck that. Get it off the ship. Like, we don't want this here. And then Dallas is like, well, well, he's the science officer. So I'm going to let him make the decision. Then him and Ripley get into an argument about it. As he, Dallas is walking away, she shuts the door on him in the hallway. And, uh, and she's like, what do you mean? You're going to let him take it back. And he's like, dude, he knows more about this stuff than I do. I just run the ship. And, and she's like. It was attached to our, our, like, companion guy or whatever. Like, this is not a good thing. We cannot take this back. Did you also catch
0: the um, Dallas talks about, like, uh, talks with, during this conversation Ripley brings up, like, how do, you even know, how do you even know you can trust him? And Dallas goes, well, he's a science officer, and then gives this backstory about he was assigned to his ship two days before the mission happened. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. Part so of the he dialogue. was he was uh Dallas was running with a uh science officer for like missions and missions and missions and then all of a sudden two days before they went on this one,
1: he shows up.
0: Weird. And I'm like, oh my god. Mm. This is the things you gotta keep track of. Yeah, I missed that.
1: I missed that part. Yeah, it of goes their really arguments.
0: fast because they're literally just having this conversation mm-hmm. like normal. Uh and so getting the ship to um. take off. Oh yeah, so the ship takes off, the little yeah. rover ship takes off, heads back to the thing. Uh, and then Ripley finds out, or somebody, I can't remember, I think it was the other girl, yeah, finds Lambert. out that it takes uh, 10 months, ten more months to get back to Earth.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Kane's awake. Yeah. You need to come and take a look at this. Yeah, exactly. What is it? he's awake. Just come and take a look. It's better <laughs> if you see for yourself. And then they and then the next scene is Kane like awake. <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. he's and he's like dude, he looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh
0: Kane can't remember the eggs but remembers being smothered.
1: Yeah, that was really that is kind of weird because so so I don't know if this is c- a continuity error just simply because since this was the first one of all of these movies. If maybe they forgot about this, because I don't think in any of the other movies, anytime anybody gets face hugged, that they forget. Oh what no, ha- what happened? They
0: don't. Well, okay, so let's let's track back here. In A V P, when they all get face hugged, they're in a group. So when it happens, she wakes up because we see. Oh, the girl, that's right. Yeah, and she she just looks around and see, and she doesn't say anything, but she starts freaking out because she sees everyone that has these face huggers, yeah. and then all of a sudden it bursts out of her. In AVPR, what happens in AVPR? They had a couple
1: face huggers in that one.
0: But do they get in a
1: group? There's a, a group? there's the two bums in the sewer. That's right. There's we don't the, see their reactions. Yeah, there's. So the the ki- we don't know that. There's the kid and the and the father at the beginning. That's true. And but they, they they see each other like get their chest bursts, but they die like yeah, immediately yeah. in the movie. And then
0: in Alien in Prometheus. There is no face hugger. Yeah, it's just that
1: big trilobite. In thing.
0: in Alien Covenant It's just the the two. It's it's the one yeah, it's it's the captain and he's alone. Yeah.
1: And it's the The melty face guy yeah. that gets the one stuck on him later on.
0: Yeah. And we already know that he dies before anyone knows what's going on. So it's whatever. So yeah, I don't think it uh we don't we don't know of uh, this happening. So as of right now, if they break the continuity, continuity, <laughs> continuity, <laughs> then it will, uh, then it, it starts now. So yeah. now we know that if you get face hugged, you don't remember that
1: happening. Either. Yeah, I guess they never do really mention anything. Cause this is about the first it.
0: time we're actually seeing like casual face huggers coming around.
1: Yeah, like they, they, like this is the first time anybody studied them. Um, and then this is the only time, like immediately afterward or while it was happening. Cause even, even in, um, In Covenant or whatever, like, the captain gets face-hugged, and then it happens, and nobody sees it. And then the one dude gets it on him, but then they cut it off, so they don't actually examine it. Uh, Also,
0: he doesn't say that he has it, so maybe he did forget. What? Maybe the burned face guy forgot, because he doesn't mention that, like, oh, yeah, I had this thing on my face. Maybe you should check that out. So maybe, yeah, it does happen. True. Because in AVPR, we get the, like, uh, weird... Guzzling, yeah, like yeah, and happening then, like, to everybody. That's kind of gross. Um, yeah, so it is possible, I guess. Speaking of eating, everyone eats again, yeah, everyone goes back to eating. Um, and then all of a sudden, Ash starts, oh, yeah. So as they're eating, I
1: notice, oh, yeah,
0: Ash is looking at Kane the whole time, yeah, he's he just never, staring at him He down. never looks at anyone else in this whole entire scene, he just watches Kane. Um, and then uh, Kane starts to choke, and then he starts to convulse. Yeah, they're uh,
1: they're having a conversation about the food. I just want to point out because I love I just love the the comedic timing in this because they're basically he Kane's like the first thing I'm gonna do when I get back home is I'm gonna eat some real food. And then he takes a big old bite of this like weird pasta noodly looking yeah. shit. And then, um, wasn't
0: he in Spaceballs where they make the reference of like yes. he's in the diner? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, because right. he's, he, he's like,
1: Oh, why does no. this keep happening yeah, to me? Like, not again. Yeah, yeah, not again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so then Parker he, he says something about the food, and then and then Kane starts choking. He's like, Come on, baby, the, the food ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was so funny. I just I couldn't help but laugh. Uh,
0: so yeah, it's 56 minutes in. We get
1: our first chest burster, yeah. and then he runs off, dude. He's <laughs> and and yeah, and this is a violent chest burst. Like even not as violent oh, as the well, Alien Covenant, but yes. Yeah. Violent nonetheless, I, yes. I think technologically you know, or tech technical, technology said, wise, there we go. You said it right the first tec- time. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if I said it right. Yeah. It sounded wrong in my head. But uh it it obviously you can't do what you can do now. You know, this is like at this point, I guess it's a, like a forty-year-old movie, right? Yeah, because yeah, 40th anniversary is this year, and which was yeah, we didn't plan that. And yeah, then, uh, it, surprisingly,
0: we <laughs> did not do that.
1: But. And uh, so obviously, you can't have as like good a uh, s- uh, graphic CGI, all that kind of stuff. Um, but oh, we'll get to that. But I was well, get to that. well and I, yeah, and I was gonna say that. But just the the violence in in this in John Hurt's performance and the way he reacted to it. It's, it's it's just so more visceral, I think. Oh yeah, you know, it just seems more real to me than the previous movie because the previous movie... I don't movie, know. There was a, that part where he's like sitting on the, the yeah, that part was pretty the good. table, and he starts shaking like that. Yeah, that's
0: really that, unsettling. That's been and the, then it
1: pops out of his spine. Yeah, that's been like the closest I could say comparatively. But yeah. everything else is pretty kind of just like ah, oh, it bursts out of my chest. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah, and and also I don't know if you were gonna bring this up. Uh, uh did you know about this whole scene about the reaction to the scene no Oh, okay, so the chest burst scene was a planned scene, right? Like, the crew knew what was going to happen, Okay. but they didn't know to the extent of what was going to happen. So when the chest burster first pops up out of out of his chest and you see a little bit of blood and everybody freaks out, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that was supposed to happen. But then when it rips through his chest and the blood splatters on Lambert, that was all real reactions because they had no idea that that was going to happen. Wow. And when the blood landed on her, she slipped and fell, and that's why it cuts from her so quick because um, she slipped... From reacting like, oh my god, like what just happened, and everybody else freaks out because they had no idea that that was. I gotta watch the scene again just to see it. Yeah, it's, it's it's so great because then when you know that and you watch, you can see like like that, and that's why I say I think I I think it's more visceral because those people are really reacting to what just happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before it comes,
0: it, it runs away. Ash tells uh Parker, Not oh, to right. touch it,
1: yeah, because he's gonna stab it with a pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, and I love how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: they send Cain into space like a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like burial. a floating turd. He just <laughs> burial at sea. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> they they pretty much wrap him up in in cloth and then just like. Yep. Anyone got any last words? Nope. <laughs> okay. Like no one says anything, and he just goes, and then <laughs> just yeah. sends him off. Um, one down. So I said, Ash makes a vacuum cleaner able to track motion. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then st- uh, within a short range of five meters. Yep. Molecular density. That's how it tracks. Tracks things, whatever. It Chained looked like a Ghostbusters mole- thing. Yeah, it's the molecular density in the air, and then later on, Ripley is walking around with it, and she's like, "Molecular <laughs> density, my ass." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it.
0: Uh, Ripley and the two mechanics uh, find the alien. Not, it was a cat. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So Jones, yeah, Jonesy's running around the ship, and and this is a good Jonesy jump scare. This is
0: a pe- this is that penguin joke. Uh, did you did you get that when you watched this that penguin joke from Alien vs Predator, um, where like w- oh uh, you hear cl- me. yeah I don't so the uh, the main girl and this like the the camera guy mm-hmm. little photo guy they hear something and the camera guy walks away and oh. he looks over and then it goes watch out he will get you or something like that. Yeah, and it's, a, that's it's right. a penguin.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah cuz it's like they're the one dude leaves and he's like she's like I told you never to go anywhere alone or whatever. Yeah.
0: No, it's right there. Yeah,
1: it's a penguin. Yeah. So this was that joke, yep. but it was a cat. Yep. And, um and then uh Brett Brett well, like they're trying to they, they catch it in the net but then Brett lets it go and they all have kind of a laugh because they're like what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, "Oh, it's just the cat." And then Parker's like, "Dude, you got to go get it because we're going to pick it up on the tracker again."
0: Yeah. So he goes and tries to find it, uh, and uh, the, the uh, mechanic he, finds molted skin. Yes. This is the first time we actually get evidence that the uh, xenomorphs actually shed their skin. Mm-hmm. And then I said, mechanic gets
1: rain. Oh it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I was always confused by the scene when I was a kid because I remember thinking that the alien was peeing on him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that was not what went through my mind, but okay. But
1: it's it's from the cooling ducts ducks. Ducks. So it's just
0: leaking water?
1: Yeah, I'm assuming it's because um it's like AC basically, it's probably just uh, condensation. Okay. Okay. That that's my best guess. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, uh hour he's and se- seven minutes yeah, in he's We. like
0: f- finally see the xenomorph as the cat watches it did you (laughs) see it
1: hanging in the chains when he walked by I did not. Oh, okay. So as he's walking into that room and he's just first going under the water, it it shows a quick clip of the chain swinging around and the xenomorphs just up. I was wondering why he was playing around the
0: damn chains so much. I was yeah. like, what's happening here? Yeah, and, but, then, yeah. and then you see. Yeah, I then, felt like that scene went way longer than it needed to. Yeah, it was a very him playing with the chains and him getting pissed on was like yeah. way
1: too long. Yeah, it was it was built trying to build like a lot of tension. And Then he finds the cat, but then the cat freaks out and starts hissing. And then he's like, "What the hell are you hissing at? Like, you know, whatever. Calm down, cat." And then he turns around, and then you hear, the <laughs> you know, it's like a weird musicy sound. Like, oh, I was
0: like, uh, I don't know what no. alien <laughs> says that sound. No, that was.
1: that wasn't the alien. It, it was just the the sound effects sure. that were played while it was happening. Sure.
0: Uh, yeah, an hour and in we finally an hour an hour into the movie we finally <laughs> see a xenomorph. This is yep. something that we have docked points off for. Uh.
1: But we'll get to that. Uh, I will say that this scene is kind of creepy, though, because then they keep zooming in on Jonesy's face, and he's watching this dude get like murdered by the Xenomorph. Yeah, and
0: he's just watching it all
1: happen. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's kind of creepy. You just see the, ca- the shadow on the cat's face. <laughs> so
0: the, the girl and Ripley are having a conversation, and I just thought this was kind of funny, just how blunt Ripley is. Mm-hmm. The girl goes, can Brett be alive? And Ripley goes, No, and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Well shit, alright. <laughs> yeah,
1: because yeah, the Parker's like, dude, this thing was big. Like, there's no way it could have taken him into the vents or whatever, because they didn't find a body. They only found like some blood dripping down from the vents. And he's like, it had to have been like at least the size of a man, if not bigger.
0: That ain't no man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so so they're looking at a map at this point when Ripley's like when Ripley says that they're looking at air duct, um, ventilation and the maps and whatnot, and essentially they come to the conclusion that it's running around through the ventilation shaft. So they're gonna try to force it into the airlock to shoot it out into space, and that's essentially the plan. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah. the captain tries to ask Mother for help, but says she does not compute, so she's a big old fat waste of. Ones and twos, or ones and O's. Yeah. Zeros and ones. Yeah. Uh, Captain goes in the vent as volunteer with a flamethrower.
1: Yeah. Because apparently that's all they have is yeah. a flamethrower, which is
0: oddly weird. And have. Parker
1: had to rig it up out of like materials. Like he was like, yeah. all real. And they didn't call them flamethrowers though, they called them, um, God, Why would
0: they make a flamethrower? Why not just have a gun? They don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I have no
1: idea. Um, That's weird. Well, well, no, they do talk about it. That's right, because they're trying to figure out how to kill it, and... and um and they were saying something about how it can adjust to atmospheres and this and that. But then they're like, "Well, what about temperature? Does temperature affect it?" And, oh, that's right. That's and then right. Ash is like, "Well, most animals run away from fire." And so that's then, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then Parker, he he creates like incendiary devices or something of that nature. He doesn't say flamethrower specifically, which is I thought was funny. I should have wrote what he said. Yeah. Um. But he rigs up like three or four of them, and uh, Dallas goes into the vent. Uh, parker and lambert cover they're up.
0: like below where he entered in at.
1: yeah they're covering the opening and then ash and ripley are at the airlock yeah. yeah yeah and then dallas is running around through
0: um the and the hatch is closing this metal spiral yeah which if anyone played alien isolation this is exactly the same venting system yeah. i, I love the sound of them the when they close
1: s- yeah yeah it's all metally and like like I
0: said, the sound effects in the, i don't know who was in charge of the Foley work—they were top-notch in this movie. Uh, they lo- lost the signal, hand in slime. I was like, the reason why I wrote this down because it was like very cliche. He lost communication, and then he puts his hand immediately in the like saliva snot that yeah. the xenomorph has. Did you not? I, I also forgot that in these movies that uh, the xenomorphs always look like they literally just dunked their head into water. Oh, yeah. And so it's yeah. just like, like their whole mouths are just this glistening, like, watery type Yeah, they're type just always thing. dripping with goo. Yeah.
1: It's like having a, a St. Bernard, you know? Yeah. Like, they're just drooling all the time.
0: I, I was right. Most stressful game is Snake because as it's happening, you see this, like, beep, beep. Beep.
1: Yeah. Beep. Beep. And he's Get like, Get out well, of there, <laughs> Dallas.
2: It's coming right behind you. It's
1: right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it's just this, like, it has this little, like, sl- Snake like movement, yep. and then it's just his dot, but it's on this grid that makes it look like it's a game of snake. Yeah, it's um, like
1: old Tron graphics, practically.
0: Uh, and I said, "Surprise! One hour and fifteen minutes in,
1: Xenomorph gets the captain. Yep, Dallas got got. <laughs> uh, so and wait, I and I love uh, the way it, it puts out. So its that means hand.
0: less than ten minutes another person dies from the Xenomorph.
1: Yeah, and I love the way it, it holds out its arms like it wants to give him a hug because Dallas. He, oh yeah, that's so right. It goes, nee! <laughs> yeah, so the Xenomorph tricks Dallas, and I love... I love what, the, with a hug? Like, because <laughs> oh, I guess he's not that bad. Because <laughs> Dallas is on the wrong floor is what happened. Yeah, Because he was on the third floor, and the Xenomorph was on the fourth floor, I guess. So Dallas ends up running down a ladder trying to escape, and the Xenomorph is down. He looks one way. There's nothing. He turns the other way. Yeah, and then the Xenomorph just sticks his arms out like he wants to just give him a big old bear <laughs> Surpri- hug. That's why I run it. I went, surprise! <laughs> yeah, and it's just... It, oh, my God, I, la- I laughed. Uh, it like, was kind of funny. I uh, Yeah, because the first time i watched this movie when i was younger i i that did scare me but you know later on you know viewing it as an older person it's just like oh my god this is so like just corny and great i love it <laughs>
0: uh there's a part where uh ripley and parker are talking at each other and uh parker is just wanting to like go oh, out there yeah. and fight and i thought this was some grade a delivery from uh Sigourney Weaver in this one, she's like, "Will you just listen to me, Parker? Shut up!" Yeah, (laughs) and I said, "It's just like a mom telling you, like, stop talking. Just stop. Listen (laughs) to what I have to tell you." And then it's
1: great because he's just like, "Okay, go on and say what you're gonna say." Yeah, he's (laughs) like, "All right, shit." All right. (laughs) And then that for me solidifies Ripley. It's just like I put Ripley is awesome, and then I put Ash is fucked.
0: Do you ever do you ever have those moments where like an actress eventually just starts sounding like your mom? I don't know what that says about my mom. Yeah, she yelled maybe, a lot. In maybe, yeah. Not in a bad way, but she just, you know, she we're loud
1: people in our household. That's why yeah. I'm loud. So. And I, I get that, too, with, like, my dad in certain characters. Yeah, where like. you'll see, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I can see,
0: like, this... So Sigourney Weaver really just kind of sounded like, will you just shut up and listen to me? Like, that brought back talking. memories. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, it's kind of like, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the actress's name, but the mom in uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, right, she right. She reminds me of my mom, too. Oh, okay. Because I had okay. a brother, so it's like, yeah. it really makes it sound like, will you just listen to your brother? Quit hitting your brother. Quit yeah. <laughs> so there's just moments like that. That's uh, funny. Uh, I said, Ripley is pissed and a bit saddened. Uh, which I thought was some great acting from Sigourney Weaver because you actually see both of these emotions come out of her, mm-hmm. knowing that the captain is dead. You actually see her mad and sad at the same time, and not very many actors and actresses, any actor, can do this, and she did it really well in this scene. So yeah,
1: yeah, I, I yeah, I love her acting in this movie. She does does a really great job. I like I I like I didn't. Um, really like no Sigourney Weaver like back then too much. But as, as I've seen her in more stuff now, um, yeah, she's definitely one of, you know, the first movie I
0: ever saw her in was Ghostbusters.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And then after that was, uh,
0: then I saw her in, um, uh galaxy quest
1: dude i love her in galaxy <laughs> Quest. Dun, 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 My dun, God, dude. Dun, and she's dun, she's dun, like dun, a fine wine dude dun, i think she's dun, gotten hotter dun, dun. with age oh uh, well because <laughs> in that movie she's blonde maybe maybe that's what it is i don't know because the same thing with lucy lawless Because she's not blonde when lucy, she's never blonde in any other movie except yeah. that movie like when lucy lawless went blonde man she just but then again in in spartacus she has like all sorts of different color hair and she's still like Fucking (laughs) spoken. I don't even know who that. Uh, Zena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah, she's she's in a few movies. Um, and she was in Battlestar Galactica and stuff. But yeah, she got older. Um, Uh, she got older.
0: So Ripley, uh, goes to talk to mother. Yes. Uh, but gets no answer because she's because mother's a stubborn bitch. Yeah. Um, Ash says there is an explanation because Ripley, because he just shows up in there. Oh well, no, she does get some answers. Yeah, but like nothing to like it, confirm what ba- she needs to do.
1: Basically, all it says is that there's a a new priority, and that the crew is expendable. That's essentially what it's saying. On the, yeah, because on the
0: she's getting orders that somebody else has, which we find out. Ash pops up in the yeah. middle of God knows wherever he came from, and he starts to. He like throws her for whatever reason, and he goes, "I can explain." It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's how you yeah, lead. Hey, I'm gonna throw you to the side of the room, but hey, yeah, listen hey. to what I have
1: to tell you. He like scares her, and, and he's like, "There's a perfectly good explanation for this or yeah. whatever," and she's freaking out. And I will say that like. I have a hard time finding Ash threatening sometimes just because of how tiny he is compared to everybody else.
0: Sigourney Weaver is tall, isn't she? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. She's pretty tall. And most of the other characters are pretty tall. And Ash is like a shorter dude. Ian Holm, I think is the actor's name. But, uh, he was in like, he was in the fifth element. He was one of the priests and he's been in a few other movies. that's another good movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, but it's really funny because the first time he throws Sigourney Weaver, he's wearing like this jumpsuit. And to me, it looks like a, like a really big, toddler throwing around an adult woman <laughs> like it just looks so silly to me and then he th- and then he throws her again into like on top of like a st- uh, a table or, or desk or something and then he and you can see white driblets of of like milky water running oh, she's down she's only five ten running down she's not,
0: her that, she's not that tall
1: uh, anyway go ahead like you can see like white milky stuff running down it. his uh face or whatever yep and uh, and then he starts freaking out and he's like jerking around like he's, you know, and then he rolls up a magazine and he
0: just tries to shove it down Ripley's throat. I was like I was like an hour, 22 minutes in nude cutouts on the wall. Oh, so yeah. If you guys want to see yep. titties,
1: look on the wall. There you go. Yep, <laughs> I was, I was going to bring up the titties as well myself because it was a porno mag is what he was trying to show. Yeah, I was
0: like, oh, man, you don't know where that magazine's yeah.
1: been. I'm, I'm curious whose it was. I have a feeling it was either Parker or Brett.
0: I would probably say, I'd probably say Parker, probably, just because he's yeah. a little more dominant like that. Yeah, he wouldn't mind jerking off in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> literally, because like, like five feet into the like outside is where everyone eats. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like,
1: dude, it's uh, a little bunk or whatever.
0: Uh, the rest of the crew shows up. Yeah. like right on time as she's getting gagged with a magazine. Yeah, and uh, and fine, Ash is rogue. Uh, yeah, so before I wrote. <clears throat> My Milk Blood note was, hour 21 minutes in, Milk Blood, Ash is a dirty traitor. <laughs> yeah. uh And then Ash gets pushed and spins out violently. Like, when this happens, that's scary. Like, how he's moving yeah. is really Uneasy of looking at.
1: Yeah, because Parker like knocks him in the back of the head. And yeah, then then he, with, and like, then he and then the hi- sound, like the of combination thing.
0: of sounds he's making is yeah. like, whoa, 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 hold on.
1: Yeah, he's like flipping out. Like, yeah, because yeah. I put Ash malfunctions after being hit by Parker.
0: Uh, yeah, I, Ash gets punched and spins out violently. Is what I wrote. uh Parker knocks his head off and finds out he's a robot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and and then so this is where and so obviously this this is something that wouldn't necessarily be a surprise at this point like you wouldn't necessarily expect it in the movie per se but but having watched the previous two movies and knowing yeah we automatically yeah when they talk about the company which we know is whale and yutani or whatever also
0: Um, never mentioned in this movie
1: yeah they never say it specifically by name you do see some logos on a couple of their shirts and stuff but yeah they never they just call it the company throughout the entire movie so i don't know if they had a name at this point when they first came up with the movie not um Uh, But But, I wrote an
0: hour and 24 minutes, a hard cut to indicate a change that he is no longer a prop
1: on the table but an actor. I laughed at that bad yeah. it's so bad it's like clearly a cut to a yeah person. i was like and why not
0: just change the scene like yeah. but they don't they keep it in frame and you can clearly see sigourney weaver's like a quarter of the way into frame and then she's like a, a third of the way out of frame yeah. and you're like what is
1: happening here it was really strange It's so jarring um, of a cut it's not great i i do want to mention that this this uh robot android or whatever is a lot more noodly than david
0: yeah we look at it and it was kind of gross he looked like it's, spaghetti it's and like disgusting he looked like spaghetti and like v- uh vanilla melted pudding yeah it was very and they had beads inside of like, yeah what the hell's like happening? all
1: these little bubbles and weird noodle wires and stuff i don't understand how they build cyborgs in the future it makes no know. sense to me
0: uh but ash does mention a phrase that we it is not uh that we've heard Oh, Several okay, movies. and then
1: this is what I wanted to bring up. Perfect organism. Exactly, yeah, because it's it's kind of cool that and I guess essentially Ridley Scott was calling it back with Prometheus, but it's kind of nice to see it when you watch it in like chronological order. How Ash, who is a completely separate cyborg, um, twenty years into the future, and made from probably a, like a different model number, whatever, he's all he comes to the same conclusion that David did. Because I think all of
0: them are connected into the same knowledge because mother even thinks. yeah but yeah. It, because waylon put them in there put that in their thing uh but then uh as soon as they're done having the conversation ripley goes to smack the head oh, off yeah. it, and it does another hard cut yeah. to look at the dummy of hers hitting and the, the prop head. has this weird smile <laughs> oh on my god face. it looks nothing like him yeah uh and then parker just lights it up with a flamethrower and then they walk out yep uh, Ripley goes to prepare the escape pod. Tells everyone, "Hey, go get the other stuff so we'll have fuel or air support. Yeah, like oxygen, and
1: then we'll meet back up here in like
0: seven minutes or whatever."
1: Yeah. Um. And and then like Ripley, when she's getting the shuttle ready, she hears uh, Jonesy meow over the intercom. So she's like, "Jonesy, oh shit, the cat!" And <laughs> so then she leaves to go get the cat. Um, and then, and then it cuts back to Parker and Lambert, like, getting supplies or whatever.
0: Well, they're making just absolutely every noise they possibly yeah. can. Yeah, it's Clang, like, up. yeah. Clang, shut They're throwing, throwing shit. they cans
1: and... and containers all over the place. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, so Ira also then goes to look for the cat, finds it, um... And then the xenomorph finds the girl because they're making so much damn noise. Yeah. Uh, Ripley hears this on the radio over this intercom thing because she's back in like where, kind of close to where the skate pod is. Mm-hmm. And um, Parker goes to save her, but then gets thrown. And then the small mouth. Gets him.
1: Yeah, because Lambert wouldn't move. She was like frozen in place because she was so scared, and you can hear Parker yelling over the things like, "Lambert, get out of the way! Get out of the way!" Yeah, because she's he's trying to light
0: it, light the thing up. Exactly. I would have at a point would have been like, "All right, shit," and then just go and just let that 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 thing run.
1: At that point, there's nothing you can do because if she doesn't move, she's gonna die. If she if she tries to escape, it's probably going to catch her, you know, like it got to the point where she pretty much ran out of options, you know? And, and so it's like, okay, well, I think for the betterment of all humankind, I'm going to destroy this alien. Yeah. You know, that's what Parker should have done, but instead he runs up to it and tries to tackle it. Hey, you son of a bitch. I don't yeah. know if he says that,
0: but it pretty
1: much says it pretty much what happened. Yep.
0: Uh, Parker goes to save her, but that gets thrown by that yep. girl, dies too. Yep. Because eventually that happens. Uh, Ripley goes to see them for whatever reason, because y- you clearly can hear that they died. Yeah. Then sees them dead, and then runs back to the. To, uh, uh, blow the ship
1: yeah i i w- i love old um so like between the 1950s and like the 1980s maybe a little bit later um self-destruct modes in movies were these like pylons that you pull up out of this thing yeah and i was like what the and hell stuff. and and it's always had something to do with nuclear reactions you yeah know? they had
0: to pull it up turn it close it down pull it up turn it
1: close yeah. it down and and I I love movies that have that because there's a few of those in some Godzilla movies I've seen it in a few James Bond. Films, well, it happens in Back to the Future. You know, Back to the Future. Yeah, because he
0: he turns it slowly, slowly, and then the plutonium shoots down and yep, everything.
1: and and so it's like that that whole self destruct idea to me is i love it it's one of my favorite things
0: we do get to hear mother's voice an hour and 36 Mm -hmm. minutes in which then to me got me thinking why the hell were we not hearing mother's voice this whole time if they put it in the movie anyway
1: yeah i was kind of confused by that myself like i figured she would have talked more um but uh yeah it's she basically just does the countdown and the self-destruct and all that
0: ripley sees the xenomorph uh from around the corner and then Books it, leave him a cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, I felt so bad for Jonesy because she just drops him, and then uh, the Xenomorph like walks up to him and is looking inside. Yeah, he just looks at it and then yeah. he walks away. And then he bats it, he bats it off because uh, I don't think he does anything. I think he just looks at it and then, well, he, and then it cuts back to Ripley. I do have, I have the director's cut, so I, I
0: have the director's cut. I just didn't watch it. So. Well, yeah, yeah, and okay. like I don't have any other version, so I have oh, to watch okay, the
1: director's okay. cut. So there's a couple scenes in here that might not appear in yours that I might mention that you might not have seen. Yeah, that was not in uh, there. Oh, okay, yeah, because when he looks at the cat, like, he looks at it for a second, the cat looks up at him, and he just bats it away.
0: Oh, yeah, because when Ripley comes back, the case is still there, mm-hmm. like, untouched, so I think that's why that scene was cut. Probably, bit, uh, yeah. But Ripley tries to stop the detonation, but can't. I don't know why she's trying to stop this anyway. Well,
1: here, so I was trying to make sense of this as I was watching, and I think this is what happened. So she was running to the ship, the like the shuttle to get off, which which the shuttle's called the Narcissus, I think, if I remember what I read. Um, the escape pod. The well, it's like a little shuttle ship. Yeah, like,
0: but that thing. Just, yeah, more, just because. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just.
1: But uh, because like the shuttle, the shuttle's a different part than the ship that they use to land on the planet. Yes. So it's like a little tiny, tiny ship. It, it can only fit like two people in it. Um, so she's running back to the ship. The xenomorph, like, pops up out of the ladder right when she's turning the corner, and then she she hides real quick, and then it peeks... I love when it peeks its head around the corner because it's just kind of like, hey, you know, like, you can just see the tip of it. So then she runs to get away from it, leaving the cat. Then it looks at the cat or whatever and then cuts back to her, and I think because she couldn't get to the shuttle, she's like, shit, I gotta stop the detonation because I'm, like, stuck on the ship now. I can't get to the shuttle. So then by the time she makes it back, it's already too late. She can't stop it because she, like stops it like right before the countdown. You got the countdown's ten minutes, you've got five minutes to stop it. And she gets it like at basically four fifty nine 59 or whatever you know and um and then it's too late and so then she's like mother goddamn you you stupid bitch and she's like throwing stuff yeah, at, she's she's, yelling at mother yeah and she's throwing stuff at the monitors and breaking shit and she's like i turned on the coolant you know but the ship is still counting down so then she's like well fuck now i have to go back to the shuttle because i'm out of options so i it, it was a little it was a little confusing at first but then i i I like as I was writing the notes and, like, reading what I was writing, I had to, like, kind of piece together to make sense of it, um, I, I want to say, though, that, um, I think this is one of the, um, yeah, because we, we did pass something, uh, I just want to mention that there was a part, uh, I don't know if you saw it, because I think this is one of the scenes I got, cut you know or whatever when when she's walking to the shuttle the first time and she she like leaves jonesy up on top of this ladder and she walks down this ladder and she actually finds a xenomorph like nesting ground that is not there okay yeah and so you know how like they they basically do that thing where they stick them to the walls or whatever yeah so she finds dallas and brett stuck to the wall brett's um i think I think Brett's knocked out, but Dallas is like barely conscious and he just goes, kill me, kill me. And so she burns him, And then she walks right back up the ladder. So I can, they probably just cut the scene for time reasons. Yeah. That was
0: not in the regular edition of the movie.
1: Yeah. Those, it, I think that's pretty much the only other scene that got cut. There might've been a few extended scenes or whatever, but, uh, nothing too different. Yeah.
0: So Ripley goes back to the pod and sees that the cat is still there. Uh, then, th- when she's running into the pod, she throws the box I, down, I noticed enters that. the pod, and then rolls it a couple more times. Yeah. I'm like, what an asshole. Like, he <laughs>
2: just, just kicked the cat over. Yeah. I just thought it was
0: funny. Because clearly it's obviously an empty case. So yeah. uh, Sigourney Weaver's just literally trying to get it into the doorway. Um, And uh, I said, how does Ripley see the explosion if she's flying away from the ship?
1: Yeah, it is kind of weird. I'm I'm curious if maybe it doesn't make any logical goddamn sense. Well, the way it looked to me was so so the ship's on. Okay, so the little shuttle escape pod thing that she's in is underneath the ship. It looks like it detaches, floats down a little bit, and then it looked like. But it
0: soared off forward,
1: and that it looked like the jets came from the front of the ship. So I think I think it just basically propelled itself enough to get away from the ship. And then the ship was going the opposite direction. So I think she was looking out of the front of the ship. But the m- ship is going moving forward, back- Moving backward. Okay. Well, either to me, it looked like it wasn't doing but, that right. But then, well, then, but to your point, later on when you see the ship, it looks like it's floating the other direction. So it, it it's kind of, maybe it's a continuity error. I don't know. But the, I mean, the yeah. way it looked to me was it, it jetted from the front of the ship and she was flying backwards. And then later on, she like turned it around or something. I, I don't know exactly, but it, it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of strange. Okay. Um, it, uh, as she was flying away from it, she she said, I got you, you son of a
0: bitch. Yeah, an hour and 44 minutes in, we get that line. Uh, Ripley puts the cat sleep in the sleep pod, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ripley strips at an hour and 46 minutes yeah, in. Yeah, dude, you can totally see how
1: much bush she's got. Cause okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go
0: that far into it, but sure, we'll go into that, I guess. <laughs>
1: uh it was the 70s after it, all. it was
0: uh to me i was like man it's almost like they were like here's a pair of underwear and it's like five sizes smaller than what she yeah. actually wears because it was it you see a little bit
1: like of butt penny. you see a little bit of butt crack and they're like really tiny and yeah uh it
0: goes into uh goes to power something oh yeah so she goes to yeah. power something on uh, turns out Mr. Xenomorph catch the ride. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like, well, how the hell?
1: Did See, and I think this, so when she went to go back to shut off the self-destruct, I think. The, oh yeah, yeah, it got I, on the ship. Yeah, and I think, I. and I always thought it was funny because I think the Xenomorph knew what she was going to do. And so he was like, well, fuck, I'll just hide in the ship real quick. And then he hid, and then when she got on the ship, like, you know. But it was weird because he was in some kind of weird stasis. Yeah. No, he was laying sideways. I'm like, how the hell did he get
0: sideways?
1: Yeah, he was like tucked in this weird little like alcove and yeah. some pipes and stuff. But and but when she sees him, he just sticks his arm out, and then he like brings it back in and doesn't an attack her. Yeah, like so that's why I was thinking he was in some kind of weird stasis. You so know?
0: so Ripley uh, puts the puts it on a space. She runs into a closet and starts mm-hmm. putting on a spacesuit. And I said, Ripley is me anytime I'm trying to kill a bug. Cause she's like
1: oh, slowly, yeah. like
0: not looking at anything else. She's like slowly yeah. approaching, putting stuff on, like trying to Breathing grab things. Yeah, yeah. Super heavy, yeah, but yeah.
1: really quiet. Yeah,
0: it it just really it, it just I was like, oh man, that's that's totally. Abandoned. Yeah,
1: it's basically when you're watching a spider on the wall, and, you, and you're like, don't you move. Don't want it to get don't away. Don't move, and yeah. you're like
0: g- reaching around to grab something to yep. hit it with it. Uh, and then Ripley hits it with steam, and it does n- well,
1: not like that. <laughs> I I do want to mention that while she's getting dressed, it's cutting back to the alien as he's as he's like this. This scene to me is very sexualized because H- really, yeah, because H.R. Giger was kind of like a weird dude, and and he designed the alien after some of his artwork and stuff. But the alien like sticks its claw, and it's like rubbing it across the panel, and then it like ru- it like tucks its arm in, and it like rubs its chest, and then it's. Tongue, it's like second mouth tongue, like extends outward. Yeah, goes, I noticed that
2: too. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, in. "What is it's happening like, here?" It's
1: like, dude, is this thing trying to seduce Ripley? Like, yeah, what is happening? I, it was very, it was very weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so she, she walks back out, and then she sits down
1: in the chair. Yeah, and she's singing she a song to herself. It, I think something about I a lucky star or something. Uh, and then she hits
0: the button, and then it's it start. It opens the airlock. Yeah. And it, uh, I said then. Hits the open door button, sends his ass outside, but he holds on and, uh, and then she shoots it with a harpoon. Yeah. And then blasts it with the engines. Did
1: (laughs) did you notice that? Okay. So she shoots it with the harpoon. It flies outward and the harpoon gun goes with with it, right? Yeah. The door shuts, but then she turns and hits the button. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it's totally mistimed. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. They, they like cut that scene in the wrong order. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was yeah, so then the harpoon gun is like stuck in the door, so he's still hanging like stuck on the cable and then he kind of like floats back to the engine and then she basically just fucking hits the button and blasts him into space.
0: Uh Ripley sends her last transmission. She gets in her sleep pod. Yep. Uh the face of Ripley fades to the spa to space and ends. And then I also this is what I we had just mentioned it a little while ago, but I said no word of Waylon. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the end of the movie.
1: See, okay, and and now notice how it only took us a little over an hour to talk about this movie. Yeah, and the movie's
0: was, 2 hours long or something like that.
1: Exactly. It's like an hour and 50 minutes oh, or my something. God. But this is the funniest part because you talk about how slow it is. To me, this movie breezes by. No. I, had, I I was also almost, I was very sleepy oh okay. so as
0: I'm watching this I'm like oh my god there come are
1: on just move on there I'm are a couple, this movie at yeah. eight
0: o'clock too I don't know why I was so tired but as I was watching it, I'm like god this thing is just happening over
1: there are a couple parts that do drag on a little bit it's mostly just like the dialogue scenes where they're talking like a lot of the space stuff the science stuff things like that but yeah. when the aliens on screen dude I'm all I'm all attached to it you know like I have no problem paying attention to it. Um, but yeah, to me, the two hours just flew right by. I, I didn't even realize it was a two hour long movie, <laughs> which is really, yeah. I mean, it does, it is a slow start, but one, I think, you know, that latter half of the movie, it it's pretty good. Like as far as like the pacing goes, it is, it's an
0: hour and 56
1: minutes. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. The director. Yeah. I think that's. Is that the director's cut? I don't know. I just looking on
0: the IMDb thing. Speaking of IMDb, it is time to head over to IMDb in our IMDb corner, and we're gonna look up some uh, some cool stuff to learn. Uh, do you want to trade off again, or do you wanna you wanna just oh, sit back
2: um, and relax?
1: Up to you. If you liked the last episode, when I we don't. Off. I don't remember what I read really. We're
0: just gonna just random it again.
1: Oh, what, okay. Uh, do you um, want to do that again, or do you want
0: to? Yeah. Just, yeah. Do
1: sure. It? Okay. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to go? You can go first, and I'll just do the next one.
0: Okay, so we're heading into trivia. Da, 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 da. So, let's hear Where the hell is the we're trivia? gonna go. Oh, there it is. So by total.
1: By total votes.
0: Yep. All right. We're gonna give you how many how many
1: trivia on this one? Um I probably save. Five. Five. It is. Yeah, they're all pretty. They're all pretty beefy.
0: Okay. Number one, the blue laser lights that were used in the aliens' uh, ship egg chamber were borrowed from the Who. The band was testing out the lasers for their stage show in the soundstage next door. Oh wow. What the hell? <laughs> Talk about saving a buck, huh? <laughs> number two, to get Jones the cat to react fearfully in the de- uh, descending alien. A German shepherd was placed in front of him with a screen between the two. So the cat wouldn't see it at first. The screen was then suddenly removed to make Jones stop advancing and start
1: hissing. That's clever. So basically they used the dog in place of the alien in real life to make Jones react to the alien as it was killing the dude. There you go. That's pretty cool.
0: Number three, according to Yafit Koto, Ridley Scott told him to annoy... Sigourney Weaver off camera, so that there was uh, t- there would be tension between their characters. Koto regrets this because he really liked Weaver.
1: <laughs> that's funny. I think that's the dude who played Parker. Can you can you see? If, if it, it is, yeah.
0: I'll uh, I'll go to the fourth one here. Number four, shredded condoms were used yeah. to create tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws.
1: Weird. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What was it? I, I
0: missed. Shredded it. condoms were used to create tendons of the beast's oh. ferocious jaws. Hmm, interesting. Number five and last one. The chest burster scene was filmed in one take with four cameras. Yep, and
1: that's all real reaction, man. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's on here anywhere. Um, Whoa! Harrison
0: Ford turned down the role of Captain Dallas. Hmm. that's interesting bonus (laughs) bonus trivia all right now we move on to the next one which is loot box so you get to choose what you want to do here you can do quotes goofs crazy credits or soundtracks um let's do quotes go ahead
1: oh uh here hold on i gotta go back and
0: then we're gonna sort through total votes i'm assuming Uh,
1: quotes sure um that sounds oh boy
0: that first one
1: (laughs) okay so oh wow uh should I read that one?
0: It's up to you. You're the one hosting this one. I, I we're gonna I, give
1: you three quotes from the movie. Yeah, that's a long one. I don't want to read that first one. Okay, so let's let's read. Um, okay, let's read the third. Let's start with the third one. On Starting here. with the third. Oh one. Oh my god,
0: that one's super long too. It's not really that long when you think about it. It's just broken out.
1: It's up to you. Man, these are all like really. Long. It's we gotta
0: go with something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, here, there's, there's Just three of them. There's just three of them. I'm going go To To be perfectly honest, we're like an hour behind what we normally are at at this point from the last two movies. So I think we're good on time. So if you want to do a long one, it's okay.
1: Okay. But it's so, up to you. Okay. So let's do this. Let's do the refine. Let's change that to the other one. To interesting? Yeah. Okay. And then we can do that because the first two are pretty short and then we'll skip to number four. Okay. Okay. So the first one is Ripley. Micro changes in air density, my ass. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that yeah. was one. That yeah, was you a, did mention that earlier. Yes. Um, Number two. So this one is the last lines of the movie. So final report of the commercial starship Nostromo, third officer reporting. The other members of the crew, Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. To Jonesy the cat, come on, cat! <laughs> and number three. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. Skip. This is that long one. Well, I was so. gonna. I'm skipping that. one. Oh, uh, skipping yeah, one. I'm gonna go to the next one because it's uh, a little bit shorter. But Ripley has tried to disengage the Nostromo self-destruct sequence, and then uh, Mother, I turned the cooling unit back on. The Mother, ship,
0: the ship was automatically destruct in T minus five minutes. You. <laughs> and then Smash just, of the computer. <laughs> yeah, I love With that. With
1: flamethrowers, actually. says. Oh, it does say... Oh, well, yeah, I guess on here, yeah.
0: Alrighty. The next one, we're going to be doing taglines. Mm-hmm. Taglines, my favorite part of the whole entire show. Here we go. These, this are, is, these are good this ones. This was probably, definitely yeah. the best one because, obviously, it has one of the best taglines in all of cinema. It is, number one, in space, no one can
1: hear you scream. Yeah, and that that's like... That's like an iconic tagline. Oh yeah, they made it that way. Yeah, and it's, that's it's what they just,
0: that's what Ridley Scott wanted. He wanted that tagline with nothing else to talk about the movie cuz he wanted everyone to just watch the movie. Yeah,
1: like it just it it blows my mind how how synonymous that's become, you know, with something like this. Number
0: 2, the scariest movie ever made. Experience it only on the big screen. That was the USA 2003 re-release. <laughs> Number 3, Sometimes the scariest things come from within. Get it? Cause it explodes out of yourself. Yeah. Number four, it's Alien: The Eighth Passenger. Oh my god. Cause there were seven passengers That's, on the ship. That one's cheesy. That one's cheesy, but it's also a deep cut. Cause I don't. No one would actually know that unless they really paid attention to the movie. Uh, number four. The wait, is that number four? One, two, three, four. Number five, the scariest movie ever made. Just got scarier. That was oh. the UK 2003 re-release. Number six. A word of warning, huh. and that's it. Number seven. In space, no one can hear you scream. This Halloween in theaters, everyone will hear you scream. <laughs> that was the re-release of uh, Alien. Alrighty, and now we head on to uh, release date. So wh- when did this movie come out here, this Josh?
1: What is this? This is like the oh box office the details, stuff or whatever? In the details. Oh, oh, box office. Okay. Um, Above that. <laughs> no, but I just I, I was looking at this. Um okay. So, uh it came out June 22nd
0: uh 1979. Um Don't see. sound too excited in about that. Uni- <laughs> oh, sorry. I was I was just <laughs> seeing what countries in the
1: United Kingdom and the United States. Yep. Um Oh, Man, wait. This, no, never this mind. Per- this got th- very far. Well, there are a lot... Actually, there are a lot more countries. Um, I didn't realize. I pressed the wrong thing. But there's a lot more countries that got released in all over the world. Yeah. But uh, it looks like the United States, Soviet Union, and Japan were the first. The Soviet Union... Okay. So, the United States had a limited release on May 25th of 1979. But the Soviet Union got the official, like, release movie. Like, not limited. Um on May twenty eighth, nineteen, which is funny that
0: it is actually called the Soviet Union in this part. Yeah, because they're not called that anymore.
1: Yeah, this is like before the fall, the Berlin Wall, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and then actually, I I scrolled down a little bit, and the the country that got it the latest was South Korea, October first, nineteen eighty seven. Wow, almost so ten years! Almost ten years! That's crazy. Uh, since the movie actually came out. Man, that so is kind of weird you.
1: to think. Yeah. Um.
0: Uh box office. Let's see how much this bad boy made. Eleven million dollars was estimated for this film. On opening weekend in the United States, it got it grossed one million two hundred and eighty seven thousand five hundred and sixty. And then the gross worldwide was two hundred and three million six hundred and thirty thousand six hundred and thirty dollars. That is uh that's quite a return there. That is quite a return. So you could say They got their money back. (laughs) Um, Now we head on to tech specs. Uh, Go ahead, Josh. Take it away.
1: Um, All right. So the runtime is... uh, Oh, that's weird. The director's cut is actually shorter.
0: Huh. So there you go. So
1: yeah, the regular runtime is one hour and fifty-six. And so the I might have saw stuff that you didn't see. Is one hour and fifty-five minutes. Yeah, it's possible. That's weird. Um, sound mix: seventy millimeter six-track, uh, seventy millimeter prints, Dolby as Dolby Stereo. So you have Dolby. This movie's gonna be good for you. Uh, yes. Uh, aspect ratios: two twenty by one on the seventy millimeters and two point three nine. By one, I guess. That's how you say that, right?
0: I don't really know how to do that, because that's and, the aspect ratio. Uh,
1: I like saying stuff like this, though, where the, the camera yeah, Panavision PSR-R200 <laughs> you know? And? and uh, with Well, being with used with Panavision C-series lenses and then we had the Panavision Panaflex Panavision C-series lenses um, and then let's see here. Uh, 35 millimeter negative format Eastman 100 T five, two, four, seven. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Just the type of film, uh, printed film format, 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter blow up and eight millimeter super eight. Wow. They shot this thing in super eight. That so that means it's like a really big picture. Well, right? they don't what even that, use, what does super that mean?
0: Uh, super eight is the eight millimeter film. So it's, uh, usually a smaller. Oh, film. okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause usually, uh, Being film, it's usually shot in 35mm.
1: Yeah, that's like the standard reel. Yeah, so
0: 8mm was usually in the 70s, like home movies were shot on 8mm.
1: Oh, that's right. That's why Super 8 was was made, where uh, J.J. Abrams. And there's the whole uh, snuff film called (laughs) 8mm. Okay. um, With Nicolas Cage, you've never seen that?
2: Anyway,
0: uh, (laughs) moving on. uh, We're on to our ranking. (laughs) Uh by the way, I did say I was gonna say who this is directed by. Obviously, you know, it's Ridley Scott. The director
1: is Ridley Scott, so
0: uh anyway, so let's head into our ranking. Who wants to go first?
1: Um I think you should go first. Okie dokie. Because it sounds like you have a little bit more opinions on the movie than I do. I do.
0: I do have a little bit more opinions on the movie. Um so I wanna go on clarification here. We started rating these movies based on what IMDB had. Because that's what we're going based on like so we can keep track of our like stuff. the
1: numer numerical system. The like numerical it's system. Like one, two, three, four, five, but uh, the primal three
0: target ten. rating system uses decimals. Uh this movie to me, I think would have gotten a different review if we had decimals. I did not want to give it a seven because I didn't think it was in the same contention as Predators. I think it was a little bit better than Predators, which is sitting at our number two spot. Uh but i also didn't think it was as good as predator mm-hmm. uh with that said i gave it an 8 because i think cinematically the movie is artistically shot well and it for what it is if you just watched it by itself it's definitely not a fun movie like how we said that predators is and uh predator is and why we gave those so high re- uh reviewed because we enjoyed those films this one is obviously not a sit down with the family and watch the film. I mean, those other two movies aren't either, but not sitting down with your friends to enjoy the film. This is more of you're going to you're gonna watch it because you want to watch something that maybe can jump scare you a couple times. Um, it does have a solid storyline, so it does definitely deserve a pretty good review on it because unlike some of the movies that we watch with those Predator movies, they don't have a goddamn storyline. Yeah. Uh, I do think this is definitely, when I looked back at our stuff, It's more than worthy. It's definitely a marvelous movie. So I gave it an 8 just because it is very, very slow. But you have to take it for what the movie was shot for and when it was shot and Mm -hmm. not think about Prometheus and Alien Covenant. If you get those out of the situation, this movie does really well. If you include those, I think this movie definitely sits a lot lower, possibly at a 7, maybe a 6. But the thing is, it's like the movie itself is a lot better when you just look at it as this is alien this is the movie that started it all for this franchise for the xenomorphs and it does it really well yeah because it's just scary it's just it's supposed to be a uh, spooky movie mm-hmm. anyway yep so i gave it an
1: eight okay um yeah i can i can agree with pretty much every sentiment that you just said um it starts out slow uh and but when you take it in context of when the movie came out pro- it being the first of its kind or whatever uh It definitely would hit different notes at that point in time as opposed to now after seeing all the movies that we've seen so far up to this point or, you know, that have come after the initial release of Alien, you know. And then if you take Prometheus and Covenant in mind and stuff, it does change the viewing of the film a little bit because you kind of know – Like, oh, I already know about this thing or whatever. It was kind of like how you were making the comparisons for Star Wars. You know, it if you ever are to see those movies for the first time, you start with episode four. Like because episode four originally wasn't episode four, it was just Star Wars. So it's kind of the same concept here where Alien didn't initially have he didn't have an idea for a sequel, he didn't have a backstory, he kinda had an idea, he put it together, and this is what you got. And it's as a standalone movie, it it's masterful. You know, it's a, it's a great movie, um, art, you know, like you said, art direction, the, the suspense, the tension, all that kind of stuff is really good, um, but then, you know, if you look at it in the larger context of things, it's a slower movie comparatively to a lot of the other movies, and, um. Uh, yeah, and it's just, and it's definitely dated, you can tell the technology's way, way back when, but like I said earlier, it has a little bit of charm in that manner, or in that respect, you know, because it's kind of the same with the old Star Wars movies, again, um, for lack of a better comparison, how the Millennium Falcon in episode four is like a rusty old piece of shit, you know, whereas you look at it in, like, the newer movies, it's like, oh, okay, it's all clean, and like, you know, even though it looks old, it doesn't seem old, you know, Um, but, Uh, Long story short, um, essentially I felt the same way about the movie. Um, It's definitely not better than Predator. Um, It is a great movie, don't get me wrong. I love this movie to death and I have uh, tons of nostalgia for it, but Predator in my eyes is still better um, just because I always have fun with that movie. Alien, like you said, is not a feel-good movie. It's kind of a movie that you want to watch to maybe feel the tension or the scare or whatever. So I agree with you and I gave it an 8.
0: There you go. So Alien gets a solid eight and takes the second place spot now. Yep. As our uh as our movie combat season one starts to move on mm. into the
1: closing moments of it. Yeah. So we have ten, eleven, twelve left. So after nine movies, Predator is still on top. Yeah.
0: I honestly thought that uh, this was the closest thing that was gonna knock it down.
1: I haven't seen these other movies, uh, so we'll dude, see. We'll see what I happens. I'm so excited for the next one. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, for
0: I, Alien Two, huh?
1: Yeah, Aliens. Aliens. <laughs>
0: um. So as of right now, let me let me write this down. If you can kind of banter here, so. I oh
1: yeah. Well, actually, I I can I briefly talk about um Alien Isolation because it Go does re- it Go does relate the- to this sim. Like sort of the hit um,
0: Sega video game. Yeah, and is so is it
1: made by Sega? I think so.
0: I know that the Colonial Marines was a Sega game. Yeah, Do you remember? Did you ever play that? Yeah, I remember. Where that, it was a yeah. uh, Alien versus Predator, or no, 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 not Colonial. That was a game too. But there was an Alien versus Predator video game where you can play as the Alien, the Predator, or yeah. the Marines, and it came out on Xbox 360. And you, there were three different storylines. Just so you guys know, the humans story mode is shit.
1: Yeah, it sucks. That, it's not worth playing. That was like the modernized version of it, cause they did have some old school ones. There is back, one, isn't there, on NES? Uh, I think it was just PC. I'm not sure if there was one on NES, but I know they had some on like PC way back in like the 90s too. It was similar concept. Um, but uh, so Alien Isolation, is uh, is a video game. It's not a movie. But I think. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's part of the canon, and I only say that. Sorry, S
0: N E S. It was on the S N E S. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Um, so I I think it's part of the canon, but I'm not a hundred percent sure um, because I I want to say that they they got like essentially like the blessing from Ridley Scott or whatever, or or like they talked to somebody who had inside knowledge of the alien universe. I don't know exactly, but uh, they did get Sigourney Weaver to. Um, do the voiceover or whatever, unless they took it from the movie. I don't think they did, but I'm I'm sure that they, in one way or another, got the real voice of Sigourney Weaver to do um, the closing lines of this movie because it does take or it does happen in the game, um, the voice recording or whatever. Uh, but the the game is about Ripley's daughter. Um, I forget what her name is, uh, Amanda or something or Helen or something like that. Uh, um, but either way, Ripley's daughter is. Um, I think she's just a kid. She's like a little kid when when Ripley goes off to do the mining on the Nostromo. And on, on her way back, um, Ripley's daughter is, you know, she has no idea what happened to her mother because her mother's off in space. And um, this uh, takes place a few years later. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to say exact the exact dates because I don't want to give away too much from the next movie also because it does have a little bit of spoilery connotations, but either way, um, her daughter's a little bit older and her daughter's like basically, um, going out to look for her mother, you know, like because her mother's basically floating out on the frontier waiting for somebody to catch her. And, um, She's she goes into some space station or whatever and some stuff happens and some xenomorphs get involved. And that's I just want to say that much. I don't really want to give away too much of the plot. If you
0: want to watch some of the gameplay, it's actually here on the channel. Uh Christian and I did it on the first year of Primal Target. That was one of the first games that we played. We never oh, finished okay. it. Uh, But if you want to see some gameplay, it is actually here on the channel. So there you go.
1: Oh, good deal. Yeah, and so the cinematic scenes in it um, I thought were really cool because we do learn some things about the xenomorphs. um, That when they're in actual space, they go into like a a hyperspace sleep kind of thing where they don't need to breathe and they don't need to eat. They're basically just frozen in place. Um, and then there's also, uh, some stuff to do with like some androids and things, but we, we a little bit about the company and, um, like essentially Will and Yutani. We learn about a little bit about Ripley's daughter and stuff. And I just thought it was a really interesting story because I watched, um, the cinematic scenes online and stuff and they kind of cut it together into like a movie or whatever. I think and, IGN cut that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. Like how they cut it together and you kind of got some of the, some of the story a little bit. Um uh as far as like a little bit more information about the Xenomorphs and about uh Ripley's daughter. Uh yeah, I I did have a point to this, but no, I can't remember what it was. You were you were
0: just talking you were wanting to talk about alien isolation.
1: Yeah, I just I just thought it was really cool. Uh it was like a it was a pretty good story and I just like the whole uh, like concept of it, how it kinda picked up a little bit after the movie the first movie ends. Um and it, it just has some good backstory elements and stuff and and you kind of get um you get a little bit of tidbits from from the first movie and from isolation in the next movie because they do talk about some things that happen um, in isolation I guess in a manner of speaking without spoiling it I guess yeah yeah so
0: as it rounds out number one is predator sitting at an 8.5 number two alien our brand new addition to the movie combat leaderboards and then at number three i gotta remember here yep at number three is predators sitting in with a seven uh number four is predator two sitting at a 6.5 i didn't know we rated that so high 6.5 6.5 i mean it's not high but it's above a five so you know it's what it is uh and then at tide at sixth place is prometheus and alien covenant sitting in at, at, at six and then sixth place so at seventh place is avp at eighth place is the predator and rounding out the bottom is avpr with a 3.5 i know i didn't say the other one scores but I guess you get what's going on it's between you get a 3.5 that's pretty bad
1: yeah you get the update every episode so I'm sure by this point if you don't know the scores more or less with us then you just haven't been paying attention yeah
0: but it's okay you could just go back and rewatch all those so you get caught up so you know what's going down So ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to listen to this on audio versions or if you're already listening to this and you want to get your friends to listen to this, you can tell them that you can go to iTunes and just search Primal Target. You can listen to Movie Combat as well as PT3600 because there's two seasons of that going right now. BitCade, our longest reigning podcast about video games. You can listen to that all in one feed so you don't got to go and subscribe to all these other different places. And if your Android people are like, I don't got an iPhone, I don't have a podcast, you can say, boy, download Podbean so you can listen to it because we're over there too. And then if you're saying, I'm more of a YouTube guy and I like having my audio feed video-fied, then go over to YouTube and go subscribe over there on YouTube. Links in the description below for all of the social media. You can go follow Josh at Uh, Boney Rope,
1: uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the stuff.
0: And you can follow me at Ryan A. Moore on all social media as well. That's uh, going to be. Oh, you got one more thing well, to Well,
1: uh, we didn't tell him what movie we were watching, did we?
0: Oh, I guess not.
1: Go ahead. Uh, we're going to be watching Aliens, which is obviously the sequel to Alien, uh, directed by James Cameron, this one is. Oh, boy. Yeah. So oh I am quite excited for the next one. Oh, my
0: God. James Cameron.
1: James freaking Cameron. We all do know how he makes great movies.
0: Yeah, we do. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. Good night.
1: Later's.